Hey, Zone 9 Gardener, did you know that where you live, you can grow gorgeous vegetables, herbs, and flowers year-round? In the Wild Child Garden, we harvest 52 weeks a year. There's never a need for cover crops, never a time when we can't plant something, and there's always room to add beauty to our garden space. I'm going to inspire you to turn your garden into a Wild Child Garden right here on the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast. I'm Kelly Johnson, founder of Wild Child Kitchen Gardens and your host. I teach busy women how to grow gorgeous food in any space. Today on the podcast, I'm sharing my top five veggies to grow in the cool season. And it may not be what you think. I hope that this episode inspires you to try new varieties and new veggies that you may have never heard of before for a better garden experience. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig in. So today on the podcast, I'm going to share with you five veggies that I just believe in my soul that should be in every single backyard zone nine garden in the cool season. But I feel like I need to start just by telling you how amazing I think almost all fall vegetables are. There really aren't any that you can't grow successfully and the options are endless. But we all just have so much space, right? So I feel like we need to narrow this down and really get the must-grow veggies. Now, if you remember from last week, I shared with you that we start with a must-grow veggie for every single bed in our garden. If you haven't listened to episode one, go back and listen to that one today because it's going to share a little bit more about the wild child gardening method and explain to you exactly how we get the results we do out of our gardens. I think it is going to inspire you a lot and I would love for you to go back and check that one out. But for today, I want to keep a couple things in mind. First of all, these are definitely not the end all be alls of the garden. I love all cool season veggies, whether they make it to this top five list or not. There's very few plants that I don't grow in the cool season, actually. But it can kind of get a little overwhelming. And remember, when you try a bunch of different varieties, naturally, you're going to harvest less of each of them. That's because you only have so much space. So I want you to start with these five. If you've got room to add more, awesome. But I really think that if you stick to these five vegetables this season in your garden, you're going to be very, very satisfied whenever the season ends. These are winners. I can't wait to share them with you. You might be surprised to know that vegetable number one is the only brassica on this entire list. Now, I know that when you think of fall veggies or winter veggies, you think of cabbage, cauliflower, kale, and Brussels sprouts. But today, I'm telling you that the number one veggie that I must grow in my cool season garden is none of those. Instead, it's broccoli. Broccoli is a must-grow veggie for me because it continues to perform after the head is harvested. This is really important. Cabbage and cauliflower don't offer this luxury. Broccoli, on the other hand, will continue producing what we call side shoots. 
Broccoli side shoots are going to continue long after the head is harvested and you'll be picking them right up until spring when you pull up the broccoli plant to put in whatever is going to follow it. That is why it is my number one must grow vegetable. Broccoli is easy to grow. Now it's a heavy feeder, so you're going to have to make sure you've got lots of good compost in there and that you're using a really good organic feed for this plant all season long because it loves to eat. She's pretty greedy. We got to feed her. Other than that, broccoli is pretty easy. She's going to do really well for you for the entire season. Typically, broccoli is not going to see a lot of diseases and there's only a few pests that actually bother broccoli at all. Mostly, it's going to be armyworms that you're looking for, and there are products that you can purchase at your local nursery to help with that. So for that reason, broccoli is going to be my number one must-grow veggie for you this season. My favorite varieties are Diplomat and Green Magic, and I think that you will love it too. I guess before going on to the number two vegetable, I should tell you that these are in no particular order. I love them all the same. I just think that they should each make their way to your garden no matter what. So for the second vegetable that I think you must grow in the cool season, let me introduce you to collard greens. Collard greens are gorgeous in the backyard garden. And what you don't realize about them, or maybe you do, I didn't realize about them when I first started growing them, is that they are cut and come again. Now, what does that mean? That means that whenever you go and cut a collard leaf, another one is going to grow. That means you're going to harvest collards all season long off of what you plant right now. This, for me, is going to make collards my number one must-grow leafy green. Smothered down in a little bacon grease and onions, they are divine. And I really think that if you put some collard greens in a small bed with beautiful flowers, some green onions, and some carrots, you're going to have a bed that will be stunning to look at. And you know how I feel about that. Collard greens are a must grow for me and for every gardener that I coach and every design that I create, you can believe collards are on there. They're also super easy to grow because they're a leafy green. They really just like a lot of balance. So we continue to add compost to them all season. A good organic feed is always a good thing, but collards are really easy. They're unproblematic. Again, the only issues will be those worms and some slugs. By getting rid of both of those, you're really going to have no issues with your collards. So how do you get rid of those slugs? Well, it's very simple, actually. You just have to make a slug trap, and you do that by pouring apple cider vinegar or beer into a mason jar lid. You're going to bury this lid down to the soil level. What will happen is those slugs will be attracted to the sour acidity of the vinegar or of the beer and fall right in. It is a jackpot. Put them out at night, though, because that's when your slugs are going to be the most active. Once you get a handle on the slugs and the worms, which I've already talked to you about, it's very simple to grow collard greens. And remember, the more you cut, the more they grow. They really should be in your garden this season.
In keeping with cut and come again leafy greens, my number three veggie is one that I feel like is probably most misunderstood and grown incorrectly in lots of gardens in zone nine. That veggie is lettuce. Now you've probably grown lettuce in your garden before, but have you grown it as a leaf lettuce? Probably not. Most gardeners grow head lettuce where you really just don't get the bang for the buck. You go out, you harvest the head, and just like some of the brassicas that we tend to really love to grow, the party's over. You have to plant again. That's not always a bad thing, but wouldn't it be nice if you could just go to your garden and pick lettuce for every meal? That's what I do, and that's what the gardeners that I coach inside the Academy and Garden Club do as well. That's because we grow leaf lettuce, and even if we grow head lettuce, we never let it make a head. In fact, you can find me almost every single night of the fall and winter season, and even sometimes in early spring, picking lettuce leaves off of romaine or butter crunch all the time. I do it almost every day. Now, that does mean that I never end up with a giant head of romaine lettuce, but what it also means is that I always have lettuce to choose from. When you grow leaf varieties or when you treat head varieties as a leaf variety, lettuce becomes a cut-and-come-again vegetable. And everyone knows those are the best kind. This season, try some leaf varieties or just treat your head varieties like their leaf lettuce. Either way, you're going to end up with lots of lettuce all season long. Lettuce is really, really easy to grow. In fact, one of my favorite things about it is that it's just really unaffected by the temperature. A frost really doesn't phase it. That's super exciting. So I love to put it around the edges of the beds and kind of like a border in between plants. It's beautiful. So get creative. There are lots of different varieties and you can sow the seeds directly into the garden. So there's no reason to be held back. You don't even need a transplant. Find some fun seed varieties, something colorful like a Rocky Top blend or a Cosmic Lettuce blend. Gorgeous, gorgeous, dark purple speckled leaf lettuce that will wow everyone at the supper table. You can take those seeds and sprinkle them on top of the soil and then add a thin layer of worm castings on top of them, water them in really, really well, and they will sprout and grow right there for you. Super, super easy. Again, because they're a leaf vegetable, you're gonna treat them exactly like those collard greens. And I promise you, if you pick lettuce every day, you will be one happy gardener. For vegetable number four on my must-grow cool season veggie list, you're going to have to trust me for a minute. This is a veggie you've probably never grown and more than likely don't even know that you can. Zone 9 is the perfect climate for artichokes. And if you're not growing them, you are missing out. One of the most beautiful vegetables of the entire year. Artichokes are perennials and they're content in a container. Don't let this vegetable slip by you this season. There is a couple of tricks to growing artichokes, and I'm going to go into that really in depth for you in a class that I'm offering 
called Big Impact Artichokes. Now, this class is available at www.releaseyourinnerwildchild.com slash fall, along with several other classes I'm offering this season. If you want to grow artichokes, your local nursery probably is going to have them now, and if not now, in the next couple of weeks. Be on the lookout for them. But definitely sign up for this class because I'm going to show you how to grow them in containers, which is exactly what you want to do. You can replace fussy ferns with them and put them all over your patio. And believe me, they're beautiful. A quick Google search of an artichoke plant will wow you. Trust me. And don't even get me started on the flower. But I'm telling you, they are so easy and fun to grow. Don't miss out on these. It may be a little bit something that you kind of are unfamiliar with. And a lot of times if we're unfamiliar with something, we just sort of decide not to do it, right? We can think of a million reasons to talk ourselves out of it just because we don't know much about it. That's why I'm teaching this class on October 13th. And you can sign up for it at releaseyourinnerwildchild.com slash fall. This class is going to teach you exactly how to grow them in containers, how to overwinter them so that they bud out and give you lots of artichokes the following spring. Artichokes are perennials, so once you have them, you have them. They also produce babies every season, so once you have one, next year you'll have about three or four. This is an awesome way to spread the love of the garden with people that you know. Plant them an artichoke in a pot. What a phenomenal gift. Put artichokes on your list this season, would you? Just for me. I really, really think you will love them. My final vegetable to offer to you in this list that I think you must grow is garlic. If you have never grown garlic, you are missing out. I had no idea the difference in taste between homegrown quality garlic and the junk that we are purchasing at the grocery store. Once you grow garlic for one season, you will carve out space for it every single fall to come. Now, there are a few things to think about when you are growing garlic, and the first is spacing. So garlic is a long-term investment. You plant a clove and you get a head. So that's pretty awesome, right? But it takes time for that to produce. So when you put your clove in the ground, you need to expect it to be there until the following summer. For this reason, I love growing them in containers. And I also love just designating a space of one bed to be my garlic space for the year. I know that whenever it comes time to pull out all of my fall vegetables and replace them with spring varieties, my garlic's going to stay right in place. I'm telling you, it's probably the easiest thing you will ever, ever grow. The other thing you want to consider about garlic is that there are two kinds. There's hard neck and there's soft neck. By and large, you want to choose a soft neck variety. Hard necks just don't grow well in the south, and they also don't store well in lots of humidity. Soft necks, on the other hand, are totally drama-free, and they're the ones that we want to grow. There are plenty of garlic suppliers online, and a Creole garlic can be found most likely in your local nursery anytime during the fall season. There are no pests to worry about with garlic, and the only thing that you really have to pay attention to is overwatering. 
If you rot those cloves, then that will just not be good. So you don't want to really overwater the garlic, which is another great reason to grow it in a container. Garlic is grown the same exact way as shallots and scallions and onions and leeks, all super, super easy to grow. And while those all have a place in the fall garden, for me, the garlic taste difference is why it's on this list. I was shocked at how much more intense the flavor is when you grow it yourself. I guess that's true for pretty much every vegetable, but I'm telling you, garlic will blow you away. I hope this list is helpful to you and gives you a good starting point of things that you really should include in your fall garden this year. All of the vegetables I shared with you today are going to grow right through until spring. That is a very long crop season. You definitely want to incorporate these. And I also want to share with you one more thing about why I chose these varieties. In the wild child gardening method, we have sort of a set of standards. In order to make it into a wild child garden, you need to be easy to grow, you need to overproduce, and you need to be beautiful. We want to maximize the space we've got. And in order to do that, you have to fit those three criteria. All of the varieties I have shared with you today do. And that is why they are my top five must-grow veggies. Now, they are certainly not the only veggies to grow. Like I said in the beginning, I love growing cabbage and cauliflower. Brussels sprouts are amazing if the weather gets cold enough for them. And I would put strawberries everywhere in my backyard garden. But they're not a vegetable. They're a fruit. Still, I love to grow them. This list is certainly not exhaustive, but it is a great place to start. I hope that you'll go check out my list of fall classes that I'm offering this season to really hopefully expand your horizons on what you can actually grow. We're kicking it off with the Big Impact Artichokes class, and we are going to also have a class on edible container gardening, where I'm going to teach you how to turn your porch planters into mini garden beds. That's right, and it's going to be gorgeous. I'm also going to teach you about growing awesome alliums like garlic and onions, scallions, and leeks. Finally, I'm going to teach you about winter bulbs. Don't leave these out. To me, a tulip is the most undergrown flower in the entire South Louisiana garden, and I want people to grow them because they're so easy, so fun, and so beautiful. There's so much for us to grow, and we're just scratching the surface. I'm so glad that you're here. I hope you've been inspired to try these five different veggies, plus lots and lots more. And I'll see you here next week when I'm going to tell you my five favorite herbs to grow in the cool season as well. I hope this episode has given you a good look at a wild child garden, how it compares to a symphony, and I hope that you see yourself as the conductor. This philosophy is how we grow so much in a small space and how we make our garden so beautiful and so uniquely us. The wild child garden is not just a space to grow food for your belly, but it's also where you will grow for your soul. I want you to experience this method of gardening because I know it works. And because I know that when you release your inner wild child, you will heal your soul. 
You can get more information about how you can grow with me at www.releaseyourinnerwildchild.com. Thank you so much for joining me here. I'm so excited to share more with you. So stay tuned and I will see you soon.